Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight, like always, I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that group consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Woo! And Micah. I may be a dummy. You can't prove it. You can't see my lips moving. (laughs) So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2007 American supernatural horror film, Dead Silence. You scream, you die. That is a legit synopsis of the movie. Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 292 of this illustrious podcast and the last chapter, the final chapter of our month of horror with with a doll theme. So it's funny. We weren't trying to be specifically, I don't know, directed toward a certain director or writer, but it seems that the majority of these movies this month, in some sense or some fashion, were done by James Wan. So for the people that don't know, James Wan, he helped create Saw and Insidious and the Conjuring universe. So honestly the last decade maybe 15 years of horror movies the movies that were the most i don't know available horror for a lot of people uh, this one man helped make all of those things and pretty smart honestly uh, it's something about horror when you make it available for everybody it is a great idea so it's it's also funny that the writer of this movie his name is Lee Winnell that name sounds familiar, Otis. Yes, because we have dealt with a lot of his movies also. So he helped create Saw with his friend James Wan. And he wrote Insidious and Insidious Chapter 2. And he was in those movies. So he's part of the ghost facers, the, the, the two nerds that were trying to record uh, paranormal activities. So he was the thinner guy in the group. And he helped, well, actually, he didn't help do it. He directed the 2020 absolute banger, The Invisible Man. So with Lee Winnell, that guy makes great movies. And uh, there was another film he was in. He was actually in The Matrix Reloaded, uh, just a little throwaway scene. So after doing Saw back in 2004, There were a couple of things that went down, but he actually returned to the big screen with James Wan, and they wrote a film called Dead Silence. So I'll just kind of spoil a little bit about the process of this movie. Lee Winnell wasn't the biggest fan on how the intervention of the studio changes up a movie. Uh, Lee Winnell, he's gone on record and says that uh, Dead Silence wasn't the movie he came up with in a lot of places and 
he said that he wouldn't ever get paid to come up with an idea for a studio without having an idea first so it's like hey we really like you here's a big bag of money come up with an idea because when you do it like that then they have a lot of things to say about your idea and they change it up so he's like he kind of does like a james gunn situation he's like i got this story in a bag full of other stories which one you like he's like "Ooh, one about the evil superman let's do that one cool uh, i think that's a better way to do it you have more control because it's like this is my idea take it or leave it and i'm like we'll take it uh, but yeah, um, this movie, spoilers, did all right in the theaters, but has gone on to be just an underground hit. People really like this movie and it preys on the easily feared things in our world. Fucking ventriloquist dummies. It it makes you scared. It's, it's easy. <laughs> so for the uninitiated, Dead Silence is about a man named Jamie. And he is a, a a widow, spoilers, and he returns to his hometown to search for answers of who killed his wife. Why does this doll keep popping up? And who's that creepy, creepy ghost lady in the corner? So, Katie, what did you think about Dead Silence? I thought the acting was just okay. I think some of the choices made by the main two men in the movie were weak and... Like, if this movie had the ability to draw some bigger star power, like, before it was made, this movie would be a certifiable, like, fucking hit. Like, Freddy Krueger status. Like, we'd have a whole franchise. There'd be a ton of these movies. Because right. the actual concept of this film and the the lore, the creepy story of the ventriloquist dummy, like, the main ventriloquist dummy and, like, the horror murder shit that's happening is really really good just the acting kind of fell flat a little bit in a couple of places and i think that if this movie had gotten like a slightly better cast this movie would just make like it would be everywhere and we would have like a dead silence 15 already yeah uh emma so i would have to agree um the acting like you said it I don't want to say subpar because it's not that it was subpar. It was just par. Yeah. It it was whelming, not over or under, just there. Yeah. Can you the ever writing just be whelmed? Right. <laughs> I I was I was quite whelmed by this movie. Um the the writing was very meh for me. Just like some of the quotes and some of the things that were said from character to character i was like people don't talk like that almost almost like when they did the first jurassic world it's like have you ever listened to people have a conversation because that's not how it happens yeah people don't people don't say that shit like the only place you ever hear people say that shit is in very poorly written fan fiction or like romance novels people just don't have conversations like that and so that was that was very meh but i do agree like if you if you had higher caliber people and just slightly better editing on the writer's part i think this this literally would have gone off because the doll was fucking creepy 
the second those eyes moved, I was like, this is what I needed in Annabelle. Mm -hmm. Like, it just... And the creaking sound, like, you could tell all the dummies were made of wood, because when the eyes moved, it was like... No, 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 no. No. That's a hard pass for me. And it really got me. And I really wish this would have been more so that it could have just absolutely scared the pants off me. Micah? Yeah, this one gets a meh for me. After the first, like, 30 minutes, I was kind of like, okay, well, it's it's been a ride. I'm I'm over it. (laughs) I thought the ending was okay. I I liked the way it ended, but it just kind of fell apart in the middle. It's like taking a bite of a burger that looks good on the inside or looks good when you first pick it up and you take a bite and everything squishes out (laughs) but then by the end you're like overwhelmed with like all the meat of the burger on the last bite and you're like okay well at least that bite tasted good that was meaty and there was potential but that was no sandwich um i thought the cinematography was amazing like it was definitely a james wan like well shot not well written and not really all that scary other than the the doll being kind of scary there were scenes that were just like okay that was that was kind of campy <laughs> and Wahlberg's character was just an, oh my god annoyingly stereotypical his lines, tough guy cop his lines were hilarious i was like did you put those in just so that it could be very Wahlbergy? like it <laughs> it it did it made me giggle. I bit it and lot. my Wahlburger fell apart. That's how <laughs> I felt about this movie. <laughs> oh no, my Wahlburger. Otis, how about you? So this felt like another James Wan gateway scary movie for people. Um, I actually was talking to my coworker about this movie and she was like, oh man, yeah, it would be scary. You know, it's got the dolls and stuff and i was like that's it's perfect it's that type of movie anybody can watch and to some extent you'll be creeped out now this wasn't a mind-blowing just horror fest like i said i've seen a lot of crazy stuff it takes the right amount of surprise to really get me but the atmosphere was great the plot it was kind of had holes in it you know katie was like wait how is he leaving like the fucking town like he's he's a murder suspect you know and it's weird he wasn't under arrest but they were like yay i'm gonna follow you with a shotgun i'm like what it just there were a lot of dumb decisions but with a movie like this everybody had to play stupid for it to work honestly and the spoilers i thought jamie was actually kind of smart for a lot of the movie he figured out the fucking weakness of this whole plot uh, he 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 got caught slipping at the end, but you know he made it pretty far into it. It like I said, it's a it's a good movie to show anybody. Honestly, the ending with its you know spiffy little twist, I thought that was really cool. There actually is an alternate ending, actually a beginning and an ending, and the alternate like ending I thought was pretty. Biffy. I actually liked it a little bit more. It made more sense with the whole theme of what they were doing at the end. And I'll, I'll bring it up when we get to it. But it was fun. It was. It's always fun to see, I'm going to mess his last name up, but Ryan Quentin? Quentin? Uh, he was the brother in True Blood. That's what I remember him from. So he was with Jason 
Jason Stackhouse. He was a big old dummy. And he is he starred in the movie that just came out that we will probably do in October called Glorious, where he is stuck in a rest stop bathroom with like, I don't know, Cthulhu. And there's a glory mm-hmm. hole in between them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, apparently I- it's a beautiful movie. Like everybody's like, this is the coolest fucking thing. It's just him, a glory hole and a fucking elder God. And it's just, <laughs> it's just weird. They were like, that was so fucking weird. So we are absolutely going to review that in October because I really like this guy. Uh, this was young him. So his acting's gotten better. But like I said, give it a shot. If anything, you'll be creeped out with all the dolls. And Katie and I, we were like, man, that's really creepy. It's really creepy looking. <laughs> so we'll get through this story. This one, I believe it was straight up. It was 89 minutes, not even 90. They didn't even have an extra minute to just put into the movie. This one moves. And it's funny, a couple of the scene changes just happen within a scene change. There's one where you see the reflection of the future in his eye. And I was like, fuck, they just like boogie past a couple of months that quick. That's so weird. Uh, but they had 89 minutes, man. They, they couldn't sit still and be like, okay, we're gonna, you know, do a star wipe to the funeral. Like, no, man, no, we gotta keep moving. So um, but yeah, we'll get through this real quick. So our movie starts with Jamie Ashen and his, well, we don't know then, but his wife, Lisa, and they're at their apartment and they're hanging out, having a great time. Us, Yeah, they were married. They were married. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamie gets an anonymous gift. He opens it up and it is a ventriloquist doll named Billy. And there's no address on the, the box or the paper. He's like, that's really creepy. They open it up and they just sit it on the couch and the mouth just opens on its own and for a second lisa's like oh i'm actually like real scared for a couple of moments oh okay whatever now let's leave the doll out so jamie goes to get uh takeout and while he is gone lisa decides that she is going to put billy under sheets in the bed and he's like you're gonna scare the shit out of jamie when he gets back and then the doll proceeds to you know slowly turn and look at her and all these things happen but the one big thing that happens is the room starts getting quiet and not that everything stops moving and it just gets dead silent (laughs) all the sound it's taken out of the room and i was thinking about like that's the perfect way to attack somebody if they can't hear anything you could be right behind them and get them and and boy howdy that, that it fucking happens so she is in the bedroom and she gets freaked out by you know the doll moving and spirits and she tries to leave the room and she gets dragged in and she starts crawling out of the room and then she just gets attacked so jamie gets home and he hears that the the teapot is just on the 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 stovetop and it's just screaming and he's like hey he's gonna burn the place down then he sees blood in the hallway and so there's a sheet and there is a lump under the sheet he pulls the sheet back and it is his wife lisa with her tongue ripped out and her mouth wide open like her jaws like stretched yeah they like pulled the jaw open to get the tongue out and like i said we get some cool I 
flash forwards and we see that Jamie, he is kind of, kind of not arrested for presumably killing her, but he is 100% the number one investigated person. Like he is number one on this because the home did not get broken into. There were no other prints or anything. It had to have been Jamie, like unless a ninja came in, floated into the room, killed her and floated back out. That's the only other thing. Oh, or the weird, creepy doll that was in the room. And Jamie's like, it was the doll, you know, (laughs) and Detective Lipton. Hey, it's the Wahlberg that didn't kill a guy when he was younger. Good for you. Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg, he like beat the guy to death. Fun fact. But Donnie Wahlberg, I don't think he's killed anybody. Uh, oh, nope. Not going to say that joke. Not going to say that joke. Broken lots of hearts, I guess. No, I was going to say something about his wife. Not going to say that joke. But Detective Lipton, he has an affinity for shaving his fucking jaw and neck all the time. He really loves doing it. And he loves lack of evidence and jumping to conclusions. That's his favorite thing to do in this movie. So, Jamie heads back to the crime scene of his apartment and he sees that inside of Billy's box there is a mysterious like marquee message about Billy and Mary Shaw and from his hometown of Raven's Fair. So earlier in the movie there was this what was it a a, a fairy tale rhyme about Mary Shaw and how if you what scream then she'll she'll take your tongue out and all this you know silly shit like it that. was what was it uh beware the tale of mary shaw she had no kids only dolls uh if you see her in your dreams do not scream something 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 yeah like that (laughs) so jamie heads back to raven's fair and it's not a ghost town was kind of what i was saying to katie but it's just a rundown town that nothing really happens anymore. And I was like, how do towns function like that? I guess they don't. I don't understand it. So Jamie visits his rich as hell, old ass father. Man, he's really pale. That's the first thing Katie says. She's like, why is he so goddamn pale? Like he's dead. And I was like, eh. so his dad, Edward, has a very young wife named Ella. And so Ella is taking care of this. I mean, not very young, but significantly younger than him. Well, it seemed like the joke was that she was had a couple of decades on him. I assume yeah. she was the age of Jamie, just like that. So he gets info about Mary Shaw from his dad and, and Ella. And so he he doesn't believe in these superstitions, but I will say at this point, He's starting to believe that something weird happened because, well, he keeps the doll with him and doesn't put him back in a box because that that's not scary, Otis. And weird things are starting to happen. He gets to his hotel room, motel room, and Billy, he wakes up and Billy's just like in his face. And then half a second later, Billy's across the room like, hey, why are you awake? <laughs> and the whole room is just quiet. And he's like, oh, that's really weird. I'm going to go back to sleep now. I'm like, fuck that noise. <laughs> So Jamie arranges for Lisa's funeral because I believe they were both from this town. So it's like, well, she went back home. We don't see anything about her family or parents. They're just around, but they don't talk to Jamie. I guess they think he killed him. So they don't want to talk to him. I don't, like I said, that's not part of the plot, Otis. 
So he gets help from the local mortician. His name is Henry Walker. And Henry's kooky old wife, Marion, tells Jamie that Mary Shaw's spirit is around. She's very dangerous. And you need to bury that doll. And he's like, but why? And she's like, I got to go now. I'm crazy. And she scoots off. So Jamie tries to. Actually, he does bury the doll later. But then Detective Limpton, he pops up and he's like, hey, number one suspect to this murder. What are you doing in this other town? I told you not to leave. And why are you burying this evidence of the crime? So, you know, I dug it back up because I'm a I'm a cool detective. And why were there so many other dolls there, too? And he's like, dude, I don't I just that doll's evil. I guess we got to get out of here. And he's like, nah, I'm I'm staying here with you. Whatever you do, I'm watching you. He's like, okay, I guess. So the mortician tells Jamie that Mary Shaw was a famous ventriloquist. And so I guess at this point in ventriloquy, ventriloquism, I don't know which word it is, but it seems like people thought that the dummy was really talking back in the day. So she's an amazing ventriloquist. And this little kid's like, hey, I saw your lips moving. And everybody just gets quiet and just listens to the kid like rag on this old lady. And Billy the doll starts getting really like loud with the kid. And he says, I'm real. I'm real just like you. And I was thinking about the scene. I was like, that's some really cool ventriloquism because she's talking at the same time that Billy's talking. And that's really fucking cool. But then I was like, oh, he's probably actually doing stuff on his own. Maybe. I don't know. Unfortunately for that little boy named Michael, later on, uh, he disappears and the family blames it on Mary and they actually lynch her. So they kill her. Hey, it sounds like Darkness Falls. Yes, it does. So Mary's last wish was to have her body turned into a doll and buried with her 101 dolls, not Dalmatians, but dolls. So she called them her kids. So Henry, the mortician at that point, was a kid, and his dad was the mortician. Uh, Henry got a little nosy one night, and he sees Mary's body, and she's got the mouth like a dummy, and I guess they actually respected her wishes in the end. And the body gets up and moves toward Henry, and Henry covers his mouth, and she is really fucking scary. Uh, If I was a little kid, I'd poop myself right then. Um, But then the lights come on, and Mary didn't move. She, she did fall out of the casket, but she didn't come toward the kid. So Henry, good thing for him not to scream because he would have got his tongue taken out. That was a hard no for me. When that kid walked down the stairs, I was like, bruh, what are you doing living above a fucking place with dead people? Hard no, man. <laughs> so we find out Mary, she gets her revenge on people that scream. Uh, I don't there's always some type of prerequisite to uh, some revenge plot like in Darkness Falls it was the tooth thing and if you look at it while she's taking your teeth she's gonna fuck you up you know there's some situation with it so screaming is the thing so Jamie finds out that that little boy Michael that screwed the whole town over and got Mary killed and all that stuff was his great uncle (laughs) his family's full of assholes and so as part of Mary getting lynched, the 
Ashen family, they force her to scream and they cut her tongue out. So that's why her revenge involves all of those things. And so obviously her spirit has been seeking revenge against their entire bloodline and all those in Raven's Fair by killing them. So if you are just involved with that family or you just screw around a little too much, you can get killed too. But Otis, someone says, how is his dad still alive? How is he functioning in the fucking town with the spirit? Yeah, I'll get there in a little bit. So Mary Shaw heads over to the mortician's house. Henry, and Henry is a really cool scene. His wife likes to get under the house. They're like, they have this little, uh, what's that called? Crawl space. Crawl space. And he hears her voice down there, but it sounds a little weird. He gets into the crawl space. And she's not there. But you know who is there? Old Bill. And it's, yeah, he's trapped down there. And he gets murdered. He gets his tongue ripped out, just like everybody else. So Detective Lipton, like I said, discovers that all of Mary's dolls, they've been dug up. And he tells Jamie that, I was just about to arrest you, bro. (laughs) And Jamie gets a call from Henry. But Henry just died. I know. And fake Henry tells him to go to to Mary Shaw's old theater to prove his innocence. The evidence he needs is there. And so Jamie runs away from the cop. But Lipton says that you're not super under arrest. But I'm just going to keep following you. But you are kind of evading arrest right now. It was a weird situation with those two. And so Jamie and the detective head to the theater. So Jamie and Lipton, they discover that 100 of the dolls in this gigantic display case is actually pretty legit scene. And they find Michael's body, the little boy, and his little body was turned into a human sized puppet. And they find some notes and it seems that Mary was experimenting on making the perfect doll, the ultimate doll. And she was just going to use people bodies because, you know, all the bones, everything's there. You just got to, you know, make a couple of additions and some tricks and things. I'm like, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> so Mary's ghost appears. And it's funny. Billy's like the doll is sitting in his chair. And he's like, I got something to tell you, Jamie. Get a little closer. I'll tell you the secret. And so Jamie finds out that the spirit and Billy killed Lisa because she was pregnant with his child. So he wasn't the last of the Ashen bloodline. So Lisa had to go. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. And so Jamie and Lipton, they proceed to destroy the theater. Jamie throws his lantern and those dummies are like straight up just toilet paper. So they go up and then the detective shoots his shotgun off and kills like 10 of them. Then he's like, this is dumb. And they run off. Unfortunately, they're running on some scaffolding and it's crazy old. And Detective Lipton trips and falls off and he screams and he gets snatched out of the fucking sky. And then you see him come back into the scene and his mouth is just ripped open and his tongue is gone. I was like, damn, he made it pretty far into the movie. And then he died. So Jamie makes it back to his dad's home and Jamie gets jumped by Mary. 
But then he throws Billy into the fireplace. So all the other dolls were destroyed. So Billy was the last doll that she could control and use and like, I don't know, force her powers through. So he throws Billy into the fireplace and then Mary disappears. I was like, damn, that was really easy. (laughs) And we find out because his dad was in the room the whole time, just sitting there quietly watching. No, he's not quietly watching. He's not alive. And he looks behind his dad and his whole inside is holed out, dug out. And there is a ventriloquist pole. So a that lot guy of, got spadge cocked. Yeah. A lot of old school dolls have just a stick and there's different little notches on it and stuff. So you can control the head and the eyes separately in the mouth and so jamie realizes that the whole time that he has talked to his dad with lisa in the room not lisa ella in the room that ella was controlling his dad this whole time and honestly the phone call he got from fake henry was ella in the room throwing her voice so ella is the ultimate ventriloquist and she could like change her voice, have voices going at the same time, throw her voice. So it sounds like it's coming through a phone. She, uh, Ella's fucking awesome at this. And so Jamie discovers that Ella is the perfect doll that Mary Shaw created just before her death. Though I'd say the dad seems pretty good to me too. But I guess fake Ella made him. And then Jamie, this whole movie, Jamie has been covering his mouth, running off should have put a shirt over his mouth but he finally screams in terror and ella jumps uh, rips his tongue out and then we see jamie he's a puppet and he recites the nursery rhyme about mary shaw and you see a photo album with all the other human puppets from the movie so everybody that died they are now puppet form and i was like damn he made it to the end of the movie and freaked out (laughs) So the alternate ending begins when Jamie finds his father's corpse and Ella knocks him out instead of killing him. And then we find out that Ella was the, as the villain is because Edward was beating her and she was pregnant. And so uh, he pushes her down some stairs and she like loses the child. And so this is like, revenge and so the spirit of mary shaw jumps into her body to get revenge on edward because you know that whole family's crap so i'm help me help you to take them out and so that's the whole thing and jamie still gets jumped and turned into a doll but yeah so that's for some reason that they didn't think that the movie needed that another reason to be like oh so ella and mary really aren't the villains of this movie okay i will say it would have got a little bit more twisty if they added that point so they just stayed with mary being the villain of this story though she really wasn't she was just getting revenge but if you use that reasoning then freddy krueger's not the villain yeah i'm sorry i had candy i had sugar earlier so i'm just (laughs) i'm thinking about stuff way too much so Katie, who was your favorite character in Dead Silence? That would be Henry, the whatever it is, mortician. Guy, mortician. He was the sanest person in this whole movie. 
And I felt bad for him like the whole time because he kept having to deal with all of the dead bodies from these Mary Shelley incidents. He was the one who was old enough to remember being around. Uh, and he, the young version of him is played by one of my favorite actors. Um, Kier, I can't remember his last name, but he's from Atypical. Yeah. Uh, Kier, Kier Gilchrist. And yeah just that that dude was awesome henry was great and he had to deal with not only running a fucking uh mortuary but also with his wife who was clearly in the throes of like deep deep dementia and yeah he was doing great right up until you know billy caught him but he was excellent micah i don't know i think jamie was a fine lead he didn't really i mean he was following clues he was trying to get it solved he was trying to be like hey my wife died and you're focused on me right now and i'm trying to tell you this but i don't know they didn't try to make anybody too likable but at the same time we watched a lot of movies where they like made everybody unlikable and that wasn't the case in this um but yeah i mean jamie was a solid lead they didn't really ask him to do too much. And so it just, I mean, he was there and then, you know, making it all the way to the end is kind of devastating, but that's, that's kind of a fun twist and a a good way to end it. Can't have him just win every battle, but you know, he held it together for pretty much the whole thing. He's like, I know this is a fairy tale and I, and I kind of see where the, you know, where everything is leading to and I'm kind of over this. So let's just fucking finish it. And he's just like, just follow me since you got the shotgun. And then he, (laughs) you know, takes his fucking old school lantern and chucks it at the wall of dolls and still figuring things out as it's not over yet. So yeah, it was a solid lead. He didn't really do anything unlikable, but yeah. Emma. Oh, okay. Uh, I liked the dynamic of Henry and Marion. Marion, though she was very deeply in dementia, I did giggle very heavily when she was feeding the very dead raven out of her hand. And that kind of made me giggle (laughs) horrifically. Um, But yeah, no, I, I just, I appreciated the, the character element that Henry and Marion added to the movie so and for all the reasons you said katie he was level-headed he had his shit together he was really holding down the fort until he just kind of got accidentally caught up there at the end so yeah otis yeah i'm going jamie just about everybody else in the movie they were they were kind of ass honestly uh the spirit i couldn't even back up the spirit as like my favorite character which usually when the main character is kind of eh I just go with the villain because they usually yep. said something funny or did something funny. But Mary wasn't even around that much. It was the doll and the doll did move a little bit, but he didn't say anything, you know? So it was just, I was waiting on it. Like, so I guess I wanted more darkness falls, scary ghost than yes. the scary ghost we got, I guess. But, uh, but Jamie, Jamie was smart. I don't think I would have been able to stop myself from screaming with my mouth open, but Jamie, I think at least three times he stopped himself from getting his tongue ripped out early. Cause he was like, Oh shit. And he would cover his mouth and then like scuttle away. And I was like, you are smart dude. Cause I'd have been like, ah! 
and I'd have been dead. So yeah. it's just, I guess the revelation of his dad being a puppet for the last like three days and the scary person in his face and her face changed. That was a little too much for him and he couldn't get his hands up in time. Though I guess she still could attack him if he didn't scream. I don't understand that. Because if he doesn't scream, like what can you do to me? I don't know. That's what I said. See, like I said, there's, there's holes to this world. But yeah, Jamie, he was he was cool. So Katie, who was your least favorite character? That'd be Ella Ashen, the stepmom who <laughs> was killing everybody and who sent the doll to Jamie in the first place and who cut up his dad to be a fucking ventriloquist puppet slash everybody else. Like, man, you're fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> Micah. I am going to go with Elder Wahlberg. I forgot his character name. Lipton. Lipton. Like the tea. Lip, like the tea. And he got teabagged at the end of this film. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just... I, I don't know if it's more his character or just the fact that it was just written so stereotypically. Like, Cheesy it was just stupid. a campy... I don't know. It's hard because it's like this movie, you can't really, like, if you're going to throw camp and have a character can, that consistently campy, you can't take it yourself as seriously as I think this movie tried to take itself. And so it just, it just didn't really fit the vibe of the movie. Like, if, if he was like that at first and then kind of evolved or had some other cops, like, I feel like this movie was super low budget with just the sheer amount of lack of, uh, actors and actresses they involved so it's like there was no cop dynamic there was no like not that you necessarily always need a backstory but his character was written very poorly and very very stereotypical to the point where it was just really really annoying and i couldn't get over it uh who's next me you uh i'm gonna say the acting was my least favorite character uh I did have to giggle when Ella, Ella, Ellen, whatever her name was, when she walked on screen, I was like, Micah, it's Allegra Cole from Hitch. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, wow, her character is not Allegra Cole in this. But I called that twist from the second her character showed on screen. I said, that bitch. But uh, yeah, that was rough. But I'm going to go with the acting because it was just... There could have been so much more of a fear factor to this if it would have been done slightly better. (laughs) So, Otis. It's tough. There were a lot of poop people in this movie. I was fine with Ella. Homegirl was doing work. (laughs) And like I said, if you really think about this movie, though I always say you shouldn't think that deep, but if you think about it, she wasn't that bad. Honestly, the shitty puppet dad that she made, he was the worst thing in this movie. (laughs) <laughs> or the people that lynched people yeah i'm gonna go with people that lynch people yeah even though she did kill that kid so i guess it was just like i said I had... she didn't kill the kid the puppet killed the kid <laughs> don't kill me it was the puppet the puppet's just sitting in the corner <laughs> get him and they look at the puppy just run off <laughs> like i said i had too much sugar so i'm thinking way too deep about it but yeah <laughs> the puppet i guess that's my least favorite character Whoever the villain is in this movie, I don't like them. <laughs> so let's do seven word synopsis. So I have a few. My first one is 
scream you die just tape your mouth correct like, you know uh, mary shaw's like ah his mouth's covered fuck i'll be back tomorrow I'm like cool uh my next one is look at jimmy jigsaw relaxing and scene so <laughs> james one he helped create saw so the scene where there are all the dolls in the display case and they're turning slowly and looking over at billy in the background you see old jimmy jigsaw laying in the corner he was he was too too lazy to be with his brethren and, and look over at billy he's like nah i'm just chilling i'm just chilling uh katie and i said that uh jimmy jigsaw he hops on his trike as the house burns down and he gets over to uh saw world so katie's like all these movies are in the same world i'm like i'm cool with that so <laughs> and my last one wife was real good at throwing voice like i said it's absurd when you can make people think that they're on the phone with somebody and i'm like what the fuck and she's like right next to him like hey you should go to the theater i'm like okay thank you mysterious person on the phone like beep, beep. you know uh, i just thought it was wild katie need jimmy jigsaw mary shaw origin story <laughs> When she when did she make that doll? I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. Is her curse the reason that it's fucking wild as shit in the Saw movies? And what is doing it? Because I always assumed it was the old man in Shaw or in Saw that was like remote control operating this fucking doll, but apparently it's not. Oh my <laughs> so god! Like, is the old man like related to Mary Shaw? What is happening? Oh, oh, e- e- Katie, even better. So the detective is sitting there and he's like, Mary Shaw, Shaw. And then the Saw music is like, dun-na, dun-na, and he just moves <laughs> away from Shaw. He's like, and you see the puppet behind him. <laughs> and that's the Saw prequel. Trademark. You've had so much sugar. Trademark, trademark. <laughs> you had a lot of Sour Patch Kids. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Wall of Dolls will haunt my dreams. Yes. And my last one. How many dolls is too many? <laughs> one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Micah. Scream and you'll get a tongue lashing. <laughs> no, I'll never call you my mom. When Jamie runs out of the house the, the second time, when he oh when he pushes <laughs> yeah when he pushes past Lipton, I felt it it just looked like a kid who was throwing a fit. At well, because it was step- after it was after Lipton said, "Listen to your mother." Yeah, and he was like, eh. and he like pushes past, is like storming out, like looking over his shoulder before he gets to the car. No, I'll never call you my mom. <laughs> okay. Some people believe the dummy brings death. I thought that quote was really creepy. <clears throat> and then absence of sound is essential to fear. Yeah. Dialogue is awful, but doll is freaky. And then my alliterative tongue taking touring toy talkers terrorizing tale. Sweet. Here's a question. Yes, ma'am. What would happen if Jamie or his descendants, one of the people that she's meant to go after, was a deaf mute? <laughs> I mean, you can still scream. Something pops out. 
No, not if you're mute. Not you if you're mute. You don't make sounds. Deaf. If you're mute, you do not make sounds. And if you're deaf, you can't hear any of the sounds. So none of the things that are happening in this movie or that affect the way that these dolls no, kill. But, no, but I'm just matter. saying shock will still happen. People still gasp when things happen. Their mouth opens up. I don't think you would scream. And I know this whole thing is if you scream, you die. But I don't know. Maybe if your mouth is open enough, you get killed. I don't yes, know. Yes, but everyone in this movie was talking the whole goddamn time. Hell, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I need. I needed so like make a dead maybe, silence too or whatever. And Jamie's maybe that would be the tongue that was like the Ark of the Covenant of this movie, where just like when she takes that tongue, everything just like Indiana Jones melts in front of all the things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be wild. <laughs> So this film released March 16th, 2007. I was about to say 2007. I felt it in my bones. So <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think the budget for this film was? Katie. Five dollar dues. Emma. Eighteen dollar dues. Micah. Mm, Seven dollar dues. Seven dollar dues. Uh, truth be told, the budget for this film was twenty dollar dues. What the oh, fuck? Where do they spend it on? Maybe I guess they spent it all on the CGI of the fucking tongue. Yeah, the CG of the deaths that was pretty hardcore. But I guess the dolls. There were a lot of the, puppets. the scenery was. It seemed like it was a lot of work to get scenes just right. And I don't know. That's a lot of money. I don't know. I feel like there's a prop shop somewhere in LA that just is full of ventriloquist dummies used for horror movies and i would like to know where that is so i can never go there even by yeah. accident yeah i'm sure there's just a whole prop closet full of dummies that they could use like <laughs> it's rather than this la's best mexican restaurant and you just walk in it's fucking ventriloquist dummies oh no <laughs> that's nightmare fuel um <laughs> don't you put that evil on mexican food how dare you? i know <laughs> <laughs> Dummy's like, here's your quesadilla. And head spins around. It's Jimmy Jigsaw coming out and serving you with his little. He's got. A... He's. You want crema? He's on his tricycle and he's got a like cart in the back that's carrying the plates. Green or red sauce? Ah! He gets there and he's like, "What are your plates? Has a razor blade in it?" Well, I'm not eating this. I'm not fucking eating this. <laughs> Zero stars. Okay. 33% chance there's a razor blade in this. I'm not eating this. <laughs> My money back. <laughs> oh, we didn't pay. I'm leaving. So, what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? Five dollar dues. Damn, she said this movie made nothing. I Emma. think it made the same as it was worth. <laughs> Twenty dollar dues. Micah. Fourteen dollar dues. In the middle, everybody just all in the middle. So, truth be told, this film made $22.4 dollar dues. Damn. So, like I was saying, the, the reception was weird. Mediocre. People said it was more tasteful than recent slasher flicks. So, in 2007, what the hell came out? 2007. Scary. Yeah. So, like I guess. Saw three. So, I guess the, the trade off was it's not a torture porn. It was traditionalish, but they said that the characters were boring, the dialogue was kind of bland, and unnecessary and obvious twist ending. I didn't see the twist coming. Katie did say that guy looked dead, but I don't know, he just looked weird. I thought he had makeup on. So Katie has shown me 
that in 2007, the movie Trick or Treat, The Mist, and 1408 came out. Yeah, we don't that... talk, yeah, we don't talk about 28 weeks later, but that came out around <laughs> the same time. Apparently, 30 am, days a night. I am legend. Sweet. Yeah, this movie had a chance that year. Yeah, so I understand what they mean. It's yeah, but Planet Terror. Yeah. But like I said, after this movie came out, it got this cult following because it's a crazy cool idea. And I've heard tons of people talk about Dead Silence. And like I said, I just never jumped onto this movie. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of dolls, but eh, you know. But I'm glad I watched it. It was really cool. And Billy was really scary looking. I told Katie, I should have made this into a seven words, that if there was some chance that one of us got murdered by the doll, I said, I hope that you would pick the doll up and tomahawk chop it at the ground. Like, go outside to the street and slam its head into the ground and just demolish it. Don't put it in the back seat or the front seat with you and try to find the killer. The killer's right there. Blow that thing up. So, minority kill count. That's a big old zero. I think just white people died in this movie. Yeah. Oh, and paranormal, paranormal activity came out. Um, yes, that's a big old zero. So the number is still 360. Tito Turtle, the house, the plane full of vampires. And there wasn't a single minority in this movie at all. I don't think so. Nope. I think there was one doll. Oh. Kind of doll Jimmy Jigsaw, you mean? <laughs> no, there was literally one doll that had darker skin. Jimothy got away. Jimothy. <laughs> His government name, Jimothy. Uh, I feel like everyone who was who would be a minority in this movie was like, mm, dolls? Nah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. Okay, does anybody have anything else to say about Dead Silence? You could skip it. Surprisingly good for a dummy movie. Yeah. <laughs> You dummy. <laughs> so before we get out of here, it is the end of Doll Month. So I'm going to ask everybody what their favorite movie was out of the month. So we begin Doll Month with Annabelle. So that's the story of the creepy ass doll that loves just like standing in the corner doing nothing, kind of like Boba Fett. And then all the scary thing happens around it. And then we have Megan. That's the doll that puts a team on her back and kills people for love. Movie number three was Child's Play, the original one. So we get Charles E. Ray killing to get a new body. <laughs> um, Katie and I, we did Puppet Master to Lilith Reich. That's the movie with dolls that love doing hate crimes. It was wild. And then Dead Silence. That's the one we just did. So if you just scrub to this part of the, you know, the episode, that's weird. But... It's the movie with the doll that rips tongues out. So, Katie, what movie did you enjoy the most this month? Mm, I think <laughs> I enjoyed Megan the most because the doll was incredibly creepy and the most realistic, I yeah. guess, to like where we're at technology-wise. Like ventriloquist dummies are creepy, but I'm not scared that they're going to come to life because like also who has ventriloquist dummies anymore? Like those are hard to find. And like good guy dolls, like there are 
plenty of Chucky dolls out in the world because they've made them from these movies, but also the whole concept of Chucky, like him performing this like voodoo ritual to get into the body of a doll and it's just crazy. Um, Yeah. And this was one of the three that were left that didn't have a crime against a pregnant woman. So Megan. Micah. Uh, I'm going to go with Child's Play. Uh, That ticked all the boxes for me. It was just a really, really solid horror movie. Uh, Definitely doesn't make you as afraid of dolls as people like to give it credit for. (laughs) Because there's nothing doll-like about that fucking doll. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it, it was, it was funny in the right moments and, and brutal in the right moments. And yeah, I don't know. It just, it just ticked off, <laughs> ticked all the, that <laughs> candy sugar coated goodness for me. Emma, what's your favorite? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Megan because honestly, the possibility of that AI technology right now and the ability to have a four foot tall talking walking participating conversating doll is just fucking horrifying but i think the other part that's horrifying is there are enough people in this world whose kids would scream and scream and scream until the parents spent a tesla price tag on that doll and that is hardcore stupid so (laughs) megan was unnerving by all the means so yeah we'll go with megan high prices that's the real scary thing <laughs> but out of- high prices chucky was only 50 bucks yeah out of a trunk well no that was a homeless man's price he could have been more they were a hundred dollars normally yeah so on sale discount chucky yeah wait <laughs> or- two years buy your kid a nintendo it's fine a haunted <laughs> nintendo <laughs> Sure I want to see that. I'm sure that exists. <laughs> I hear Chucky's voice coming out in Nintendo. So, out of the five movies, I actually enjoyed all of them. All these movies were really fun. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Dolls movies, but I didn't realize that there are so many of them. But uh, if I had to pick one, like if I can't be a, oh, I like everything, I can't be that person. Uh, Megan, it was the newest one. It was the coolest looking one. And it just, I love. Uh, what's the word uh, malicious compliance mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a group on reddit and it's really funny because people like you know katie's like i want you to watch the kitchen and make sure nothing happens oh okay and then the rest of the house burns down he's like kitchen's fine it's like god damn it <laughs> you know what that means it's like no i watched the kitchen you told me to do that thing and i did it with megan you know protect the girl okay say less oh that dog bit her i'm killing that dog and it's like she's protecting the kid. I thought it was really cool. That's very a robotic situation. So I thought that was really fun. But this whole month, there were really spiffy movies. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts about ventriloquist dummies or ripping tongues out, don't tell me to tell Katie at Allentown Pod. You know what it is. Allentown presents at gmail.com. Do Facebook app. <laughs> so that was episode 292 in the pockets in the book out of sight just one book not the books like, you know, like cool people say so that was the end of dolls month and i'm sad but 
I think if we planned it right, I believe it is Stephen King March. I'm very excited. There's some really good Stephen King movies out there. <laughs> so the music you listen to right now, that is Flippin' Combined Effort, Flippin' the CE, anywhere you can find them. The studio beats us. Thank you so much for the artwork. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a new one out. And if we don't do it this month, we'll do it in October. But we're going to do it. Uh, I'm very excited about that. It looks scary as shit. Uh, but no, I'm pumped. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another scary movie. Okay, bye, guys. Toots. Now, what do we say, dummy Micah? What do you mean? You're dummy Micah. That's normal. Oh, come on. Don't be like that right now. Okay. Now that's spooky. Hey, I saw his lips moving. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't like saws. Sorry, I got lost and scared.